You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Another week, another super fun podcast episode. This week, we're going to talk about navigating customer complaints, which I have been getting more and more and more emails and DMs on Instagram and people going, oh my God, what do I do? God, that was a little bit irritating, wasn't it? But I literally think that's what happens. <laughs> it's like, that's my inter- impersonation of the voice in our head. As soon as we receive a customer complaint, we all go, oh, my God, what do I do? Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? But I thought it would be worth dedicating an entire episode to customer complaints because this is topic number 957 that is not talked about in our industry. And because it's not talked about, we assume when we are the business owner and we receive said customer complaint, that we are the only one and we are not good at our job. But I wanted to take some time in the cool light of day and talk you through a few different ideas, thoughts, concepts, notions, inspiring principles that you could adopt so that the next time you receive a customer complaint, you come at it from a very powerful position and you've already come up with a plan as to how you're gonna navigate said customer complaint. But before we get into this week's training, I wanted to just share a little bit of a story. One of the beautiful floral designers who's in my one-on-one business masterclass program And she is kicking ass. And you all know how much I love talking about the success stories of my students because I want every floral designer to go out there and know that you can make a crap ton of money. That having a flower business can be fun. That it can be simple. And that I am here to help. And one of the things that I pass along to all of my students within the curriculum is my exact approach to navigating wedding inquiries. Because it's so easy for us as floral designers to kind of assume that how we see other supposedly successful floral designers doing wedding inquiries and navigating consultations and mood boards and style guides and all of the things, we like to kind of draw upon the puzzle pieces that we can see other designers using and then assume that that collection of pieces is how it must be done. But my friends, my approach to navigating wedding inquiries is quite different. (laughs) It's quite going against the grain because I kind of just do the opposite of what everyone else does. So while other floral designers are doing in-depth consultations and mood boards and style guides and all of these really time-consuming things. I didn't have time for that shiz. 
I didn't have time to do as many consultations as I did. I didn't have time to do all the fancy pants style guides and mood boards. So I created a system that flipped it all on its head. I created a system that involved a lot of copying and pasting that was set on a foundation of me understanding the kind of work I wanted to be creating and embracing the power of Instagram and my website to educate my clients from the moment that they found out about me. And here's the thing. This is one of my, my most favorite stories. <laughs> one of the girls, one of the beautiful floral designers who is taking my one-on-one program, when I said, yeah, you need to be the one that shows up on Instagram and you need to talk about pricing, you need to talk about budgets, you need to make it easy for your clients to understand budgets from the minute that they find out about you. She just looked at me and she tilted her head and she's like, but that just feels weird. <laughs> to which we laughed and I was like, correct, because it is not the norm in our industry, right? We floral designers like to make it really hard, like really hard for our clients to find information. I don't know why. It's like this unspoken industry norm. And I was like, honey, I don't have time for that. I got too many flower orders to get out the door. I got too many potential clients waiting to work with me. I am tired of spending all of this time and energy on mood boards and quotes and consultations that don't go anywhere so I created a system that was very efficient. And when I teach this system to my students in my one-on-one business masterclass, and they look at it, and then they literally, because they're able to copy and paste all of the content, and I'm like, the only thing you might need to change is just double check that it's not my name at the bottom of the email. But it's also fine. If you want to put my name at the bottom of the email, they're just going to think you have a big team. Ain't no thing. But here's the thing. Because you can go in and you literally get all of the templates, all of the tools, the exact how in terms of navigating these inquiries, you could spend, I want to say like as little as like two hours setting up the first iteration of your system so that when you get the inquiry, your response to the inquiry is so fast. Like it takes no effort. I would say mm, 10 minutes because everything is sitting in there. You get to go in and tweak a few things based on your preferences, but this is not an onerous undertaking. So you get to get back to these new inquiries within a day, having spent so little of your own energy navigating these inquiries. And then the entire time you get to sit down and use your brain use your imagination and your creativity to come up with more ideas in terms of how to generate more inquiries. Because it's a system that makes it so simple, it takes all of the energy and effort away from navigating new inquiries and frees up all of the time and energy you need to help create more inquiries. And that is the magic sauce. So instead of spending all of this time navigating all these new inquiries, the girls in my one-on-one masterclass are literally taking the entire sales process and are able to then shift their focus, come up with very clever, very intelligent ways in terms of how they can drum up more inquiries. And they are way less attached to whether any one of these clients actually books with them. They get really excited every time there's a new inquiry, but they're not hanging their hat and hanging their hopes 
on the fact that this one inquiry is going to book with me. They're not getting their hopes up and they're not getting attached to the outcome of this inquiry. They know that they have the system to shift their focus to increase just the number of inquiries that they're receiving. One of the guiding principles when it comes to navigating wedding inquiries is to understand what you're aiming for is to generate four times as many inquiries as bookings. That means you're going to be booking approximately one in every four inquiries that are coming your way. So if you want to be doing 20 weddings a year, that means you need to put your energy and effort into generating 80 inquiries. And with the system that I teach my students in the one-on-one -on -one program, they're spending so little time and energy on navigating the inquiries that they do receive because it's easy and it totally aligns with what matters to your clients that all of the energy is then shifted and all of the creativity and the fun goes into answering the question in terms of how to generate more inquiries. I literally lay out for you the exact system and it's so different to how other floral designers navigate wedding inquiries because at no point in time do I do in-depth consultations. At no point in time do I do those really, really, really time-consuming style guides mood boards. It's a system that's built on efficiency and it's a system that's built and understands that you're building a relationship with your client from the minute that they find out about you. Your relationship with your client is not built in the first email that you sent to them. You do contribute to a relationship in that first email, but it is not the starting point. The starting point is the minute that they find you on Instagram or the minute that they land on your website. And you can build out the content so that you are building a very effective relationship with your clients from the minute that they find out about you. And that is one of the secrets to building and scaling your flower business is understanding and embracing the power of Instagram and your website so that you're not as the human being involved in your business having to do all the heavy lifting yourself. It's so magical, so magical when you actually kind of get out of your own way and are presented with a totally different perspective in terms of, hey, here's another way to navigate wedding inquiries. I know you might have talked to one event manager or one stylist over here or at your wedding, you might have gone through a certain process, but don't assume that that's how it needs to happen because this is your business and you get to decide the processes and systems that work for you. So coming full circle, I just wanted to share this story because one of the girls in my one-on-one -on -one class has literally got with like no effort, I want to say, very little time and energy. She's been able to respond to seven inquiries. I think it's been in about 14 days she's been navigating the situation and the way that she talks about this is like there is very little attachment in terms of if any one of these clients actually books with her instead it's so much more around like great I'm totally armed and dangerous I get to shift my focus to drumming up more inquiries I understand what I need to do in terms of making updates to my website and she's got a plan 
So she's so much more in control of her business and moving towards the kind of business that she wants to be running. And at the end of the day, that is one of the most important things I can teach you is that you get to be the CEO of your business. You get to be in your power as a business owner. You are not just setting yourself up for a job. And even worse than that, this is not a very expensive hobby, which is how so many floral designers treat their business. It's like this little inconvenient thing on the side and they're playing small and they're keeping things really unstructured and they're not stepping into their most ambitious, powerful CEO headspace. My friends, running a flower business is so much fun. Like what other industry gets to say we add so much value to the world, we actually contribute to the beauty and joy of humankind, and you get to make really good money from it. It's like the perfect trifecta of a career, of a job, of a business. You can do what you like in your business because you are the CEO. And my friends, if you want my help, don't forget to sign up for my one-on-one program because you get all of my trainings. That means you get every single aspects of my wedding inquiry program so that navigating new inquiries is super, super simple. Plus, we get to help you define for yourself the kind of business that you want to be running. Because it doesn't matter if you're qualified, not qualified, if you have five Instagram followers or 5,000 Instagram followers. Heck, you could even have 50,000 Instagram followers. If you're not running the kind of business that you want to be running, I'm here to help. I'm here to help show you the way. Because I want you to know, you can make really good money as a floral designer. And it is not dependent upon where you operate. It is not dependent upon how many Instagram followers you have. It is not dependent on whether you have a shop, don't have a shop. It is not dependent on any of it. You get to decide. You get to show up like a boss and stand in your power and be the authority and be the CEO, which is what is so amazing about being a business owner. And this leads very well into the topic of customer complaints because it's so easy to fall into a heap on the floor the minute that you receive a customer complaint. It's so easy to turn a customer complaint into evidence for the fact that you clearly must not be good at your job. It's so easy for your brain to just completely, absolutely freak out when a customer complaint comes in. And I want you to know, if you walk away with nothing else today, I want you to know customer complaints are a part of our business. Customer complaints can be expected. I don't care how long you've been in business for. I don't care where you operate. And I don't care what your niche is. Whether you do everyday flowers, whether you do workshops, whether you do weddings, any of them, when you are in business, you are dealing with customers. Customers are allowed to lodge 
complaints. But here's the thing that so many of us go wrong with. And I absolutely did this, right? The first tip I want to share with you, I've got four tips, people, four guiding principles when it comes to navigating customer complaints. And the first thing I want you to know, customer complaints happen. They are part of business. They are part of the floral design industry. And in actual fact, they're part of every industry on the planet. So stop telling yourself and stop kind of tiptoeing around and being like, oh, I don't want to get my first customer complaint. It's going to be so awful. I want you to tell yourself the exact opposite. I want you to get a customer complaint because then you know you run a legitimate business. I want you to use customer complaints as evidence for the fact that your business is real. Your business is legitimate. Then I want you to listen to the rest of my tips because these are from my personal experience in terms of how to navigate customer complaints. And we have some spectacular customer complaint stories. But I will tell you, I have received customer complaints. I have received notes from disappointed brides. We have had to navigate customer complaints on Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas, random days of the year. When you're doing 10,000 transactions in a year, customer complaints are inevitable. So I want you to know, I want you to embrace what a customer complaint can actually mean. And I wish that somebody had told me at the beginning of this floral design career to anticipate, to expect, and to plan for customer complaints. Because so much of where our brain goes into a complete spaz is the fact that we have assumed and we're making this customer complaint mean something. We're kind of going, well, clearly nobody else in the floral design industry receives customer complaints. So I must be doing something wrong. Wrong. That is where you're leading yourself down the wrong path. So I am here today to tell you, I have navigated my fair share of customer complaints. I've accepted that they are part of our industry and they do kind of come in waves and they are part of the experience. And I will say I have learned almost more from navigating customer complaints and disappointed brides than I have from so many other experiences in my business. Because at the end of the day, the benefit of a customer complaint is it actually shows you where the holes are in your process. It shows you where you're dropping the ball. It shows you where there's gap in knowledge, in information, and it shows you where your area's improvement are. We often think, and it's so easy, right? This is like a pet peeve that I have of mine because I don't spend much time in these like Facebook groups that everybody seems to like to spend all of their time in because I just don't want to be surrounded by other people's negativity. It doesn't help me because <laughs> our brain is programmed for negativity. So I don't need other people's negativity, please and thank you. I have enough of my own negativity going on. I don't need more stimulus for it. But coming back and staying focused, my friends, let us let us talk about how to navigate customer complaints so that the next time you receive them, you can see it as an opportunity, as 
an opportunity, my friends. I know, what a counterintuitive concept. What do you mean a complaint is an opportunity? Here is the thing. In our industry, because we are dealing with customers who in most cases are looking for flowers to fill an emotional need, particularly in the world of 2020 when families and loved ones cannot gather, more people than ever are sending flowers than has ever been happening in the past, right? Which is an amazing thing for our industry. An amazing thing to know that as a floral designer, I get to play the role of telling somebody that they are loved and they are being thought of and that they are cherished. On the flip side of this experience, because our customers know so little about how floral design works and what their money is going to get them, it's very easy for them to misunderstand what it is that they're buying. And they think that flowers come from a machine. And they think when they're spending $60 that that's gonna get them a big ass bunch of flowers. Or they might think if they're spending $100 that that's gonna get them the biggest bouquet that anybody's ever seen. When in actual fact, you and I know that 100 bucks isn't really gonna get them that much. It's gonna get them something lovely but it's not gonna be the world's greatest gift to a flower bouquet. So here's the thing. One of the greatest things about being a floral designer is that it is hugely emotional. One of the greatest frustrations is that the product that we're selling at the end of the day is hugely emotional. So in many cases, I have found that most customer complaints have actually stemmed from the fact that the customer had their hopes so high that they were expecting what they purchased from us would solve the problem. They are thinking that this $60 bouquet is going to help solve 30 years of emotional dysfunction between this daughter and this mother. That example is for real in my life. It's one of my most memorable customer complaints and I found it incredibly helpful to constantly remind myself I would never say this to a customer, but it's very helpful. Dear customer, I'm really sorry that this $60 bouquet did not solve 30 years of emotional dysfunction between you and your mother. That, my friends, is what can happen. There are times when the customer complaint actually has nothing to do with you. There are times where the customer is complaining because their expectations were so high and they're so emotional. And in those instances, you need to recognize that that customer complaint has nothing to do with you. I've navigated so many customer complaints where we didn't even need to do anything to resolve the situation. They just wanted to be heard. They just wanted somebody to talk to. They just wanted a sane, calm, voice on the other end of the phone or standing there having a conversation with them to acknowledge them, to say to them, I understand that you're disappointed. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Is there anything I can do? Most humans don't even want resolution when they're actually complaining about something. They just want to be heard. So literally the worst thing that you could possibly do in navigating a customer complaint is get defensive and pushy and bitchy and tell the customer that they're wrong. 
And I know that's what you want to do. I know you want to roll your eyes at the customer and tell them that they're stupid. But I'll tell you right now that that is the least helpful thing you can do. Arguing with a customer is the least helpful thing you can do. Getting defensive with the customer, trying to win a debate with the customer, it's hugely unproductive, unhelpful, and a complete waste of time. Particularly if you're dealing with anything that's under like the $2,000 or like the $4,000 price point, arguing with a customer, I don't even know why. I would just say any price point. Do not argue with your customers. It's a waste of energy. You have so many more productive things that you can be doing with your time that you don't need to be sitting there whining and bitching and moaning and complaining because you're just wasting all of this productive energy on something that's actually not moving you forward. You're trying to make yourself feel better by trying to make the other person feel like an asshole. And you don't need to do that. You can simply say to yourself, dear customer, I am so sorry that the $60 bouquet did not solve 30 years of dysfunction between you and your mother. Is there anything else I can do to help solve the situation? Honestly, so many of our customer complaints stemmed from a place of extreme emotional conditions for our customers. We didn't actually need to do anything. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. So the first thing I need you to know, this is probably actually the second thing I need you to know, because the first thing you need to know is that customer complaints happen. They are part of our industry. The second thing you need to know is if there are instances where you don't need to do anything except sit and listen to the customer, particularly when they're in a really hugely emotional state, if they are distraught, if they are upset in any capacity, all you need to do is be calm, make eye contact, listen to them, and tell them that you hear them. They just want a sounding board. They just want to get it off their chest. They just want you to know that they're disappointed that all of their Hollywood hopes and dreams did not come true. Because here's the thing, like we floral designers, particularly when you do funeral flowers, sympathy flowers, everyday deliveries, like we know so much about what's happening inside of our community. We know so much about our customers' psyche. It's insane how much of like a therapist slash psychologist we become as floral designers. And I found this way more in the world of doing everyday flower deliveries, more so than weddings and events. But when you start to understand the psychology of your customers, then you can apply it to your brides. You can like predict exactly how this whole thing's going to go down. It's so much fun. So much fun. But here's the thing. One, customer complaints happen. Two, there are instances where all you need to do is give your customer, give the person who's lodging the complaint airtime, space to tell their story and acknowledge the fact that you hear them 
and apologize for the fact that they feel the way that they do. They just want to be seen and heard. This is like the innermost desire of most humans on the planet. In actual fact, I would say all humans on the planet. We just want to be seen and heard and acknowledged. Do that with your customers. So often you don't even need to do anything. You just need to acknowledge them and tell them that you hear them. Now, I will also say that those situations when you're dealing with highly emotional clients and customers are the exception. In most cases, what actually happens with a customer complaint is that it draws into pristine focus where the faults are in your process. It's like, here's a giant magnifying glass on where you need to improve your process. So the thing I want you to think about from today and I want you to sit down and map out for yourself is what is your process going to be for navigating customer complaints? I know the term process is like incredibly unsexy and you're like, but I just want to play with flowers and frolic with the butterflies in the fields. Yeah, go off and like play with flowers in your own time. We're here today to talk about making money. And part of this situation is knowing that you have a plan for how you're going to navigate customer complaints. Yes, like literally write out what is your process so that when you are next encountering a customer complaint, you have a manual, you have a how-to guide, it's already written out and you were clear-headed in terms of what you wanted that process to be. Grab a pen and a piece of paper because I'm gonna talk you through our process. So. We were very explicit and we said, if you are unhappy with your delivery within 48 hours of receiving it, we have a no questions asked replacement policy. This was a thing that's up on the website that said, hey, if you don't like what was delivered to you, we will replace it within 48 hours, no questions asked. The number of people who actually took us up on this offer, so few. Like so few, I would say probably less than five in a year. So five out of 10,000 transactions over the course of a year is a really small percentage. Whatever that is, is that like a half of a percent of all of our customers took us up on that offer. But it gave our clients peace of mind. And even better than that, it gave our staff permission and an understanding that if somebody called, if somebody emailed and said, hey, my flowers are dead, We didn't have to ask questions. We could just figure out what day they were delivered and say, not a problem. We're going to come out with a replacement bouquet tomorrow, right? Going to go get a fresh delivery from the market. So we're going to come out and we're going to replace your bouquet tomorrow. Our customers fucking loved us because our customer service was so phenomenal. And that was an explicit corporate policy that we had so that we knew when a customer complaint came in, Then question number one, did they receive it in the last 48 hours? When can we get out there with a replacement bouquet? How do we solve this problem? It's like you get to turn into action mode. You don't even need to worry about what the customer is going to say to you or any of it, right? In so many cases, the customer complaints would stem from two issues. One, and this is the exception, product wasn't good. 
We had such an incredible reputation for phenomenal product that our customers, they knew when they didn't get good, good product because it would die within like the first 24 hours. And that happens, right? When you're going through the volume of products that we were going through and when you're dealing with some of those extremely hot summer days and when you're having to do as many deliveries as we're doing, sometimes, sometimes, very, very sporadically, but sometimes the product just wasn't amazing. No problem. I would so much rather know and make it really easy for our clients and our staff to just simply know 48 hours, no questions asked, we will replace it. In the other instances where we received a customer complaint, 99% of the time, the answer actually is, I don't like it. <laughs> now, it's too bad because not even in Australia, where our customers who have as much like audacity to just speak the truth, will they actually say that to us, right? Our customers aren't going to just be at, come up to us and be like, nah, I just don't like it. I do remember we actually had a couple there's a couple of customers who I do remember who actually said that to us. It's like, it's such an amazing conversation to have with a customer because this is one of my favorite stories. So there are some really, really, really fancy areas in the Southern Highlands, like really fancy, like gated houses. They all have like gardeners and I don't even know how much money these people have, but they have a crap ton of money. Anyway, so we did a delivery. It was a woman who lived in one of these houses, we did a delivery to her house and her husband ordered the flowers and he ordered something bright and colorful with lots of orange in it. <laughs> Which even when I say that, it's like every stereotype about fancy houses and fancy people, right? Unless they're an artist and they know like it's a very specific orange. <laughs> When you deliver a very bright, colorful bunch that includes quite a bit of orange in it to these houses, you kind of just know intuitively this isn't what she wants. But anyway, it was from her husband. And so she rang and she rang at the persistence of her daughter. She rang at the persistence of her daughter who said, Mom, why don't you just phone and ask? What have you got to lose? Anyway, I remember talking to her and she just started laughing because she's like, I feel like such a horrible person because my husband's just giving me these flowers, but they're just, they're just not me. And I just don't even know where to put them in the house. And all I can think of, <laughs> I don't know if orange gerbers were included in it, but I, in my head, I like to think that that's what we sent her. Fancy pants house, we just sent her a bouquet that had orange gerbers in it, which I just kind of go, the irony is very funny. Very, very funny because most cases, this is not where orange gerbers like to reside. And I was like, no problem, <laughs> seriously. If you're coming into town, just bring it in with you and we'll have a replacement one waiting for you. So we did like beautiful like whites and neutrals and it was stunning and it was lovely. And she was so freaking happy because she asked, right? No questions asked, more than happy to just replace these bouquets. Come up with a corporate policy, whatever you want it to be. I'm not going to tell you that the 48 hours, no question asked thing is the way to go. I am going to tell you it makes things so easy. And for that part of your brain, that's going to be like, oh my God, but all my clients are going to take me up on it. Nah, they're not. They're not going to, but your customers are going to really love the peace of mind that it brings. So tip number one, complaints happen. Tip number two, there are a few instances where it's all about just navigating an emotional conversation with your clients because they had their hopes so high. 
they thought it, this was going to solve some massive emotional dysfunction and it didn't. Sometimes they just need to be heard. Tip number three is create a process. Have a corporate policy. Create that process when you're clear-headed, not when you're in the midst of trying to navigate a complaint, and think through for yourself how you want the complaint to be handled. So we had a 48-hour no-question-asked replacement policy. Our staff knew that they had permission to offer up a replacement or a make good in any situation, right? They knew that at any point in time, they could always offer that up as a solution, even if it was outside of the 48-hour window, because I would so much rather, from a customer service point of view, as well as from a financial point of view, offer up a replacement bouquet than give money back. I think only in one instance can I remember we actually gave money back to a client. I will say giant asterisks, weddings are a different situation and I will talk about that in a few seconds, a few minutes. but from an everyday flower delivery point of view, we only gave money back once and that was because she was down here for the weekend, she lived elsewhere and we couldn't give her a replacement bouquet. So that's once. In five years, 10,000 transactions a year, once did we give the money back. But one of the greatest pieces of guidance I can give you is there are times when giving money back is exactly the right thing to do. Because if you can throw money at the problem, is it really a problem? If somebody's whinging about a $60 bouquet, a $30 posy, a $100 bouquet, a $250 centerpiece, if your instinct is to just give the money back and make the problem go away, that is exactly the right thing to do. Because giving the money back can be exactly the right thing to negate the whole experience of getting a negative review written on Google or Facebook. Giving the money back can also free up your brain power and your energy and your time so that you stop obsessing over it. Sometimes giving money back is exactly the right thing to do. If you can throw money at the problem, is it really a problem? Literally, like if you just give somebody $60 back and they just go away, sounds like a pretty amazing solution to me. So just know that you always have that opportunity up your sleeve, but don't assume that that's the only way to solve the problem. Through my formal floristry certification from a customer service point of view, one of the principles that was instilled in me is it's so much easier to keep a customer than it is to go out there and find a new customer. And it's so much better for your bottom line to work to keep the existing customer and offer up a make good than it is to just continually give money back. But I also want you to know that sometimes giving money back is exactly the right thing to do. And there are times from a wedding perspective, we haven't had many, but I know and I will take full responsibility for the disappointed brides that we have had. And we have had disappointed brides. And I will say 100% our responsibility. And this idea of taking responsibility for mistakes is actually so powerful. It's so powerful because then you can sit down and decide and figure out from a process point of view, where did you let your customers 
down? Where did something fall through the cracks? Where did you make an assumption about how this was going to unfold? Where did you make an assumption about what your clients understood? Where did you make an assumption about how much your clients understood in terms of this process? One of the best experiences, like at the time it was heartbreaking, but I think of it now and I go, this was such an incredible experience in terms of how our team rallied and fixed a problem so that it never, ever, ever happened again. And one of the tendencies that we have as designers is to use really fancy, lovely language when we're talking to our clients about the color palette that we're going to be using. And in our process, we did just this. We explained we're going to use this beautiful burgundy and crimson color palette with touches of blush and ivory. But we hadn't put in the sense check, that last check-in with our clients to say, do you understand what we've agreed to deliver? You have to put yourself in your client's shoes and particularly when they're trying to navigate getting married. All of a sudden, these brides and grooms and couples who are getting married have put themselves in the place of an event planner. They have never managed and coordinated an event of this scale. And now they have 12,000 things they need to worry about. It's very possible that they have not read the details on the quote. It's very possible that they have not clicked the link to look at the color guide. It's very possible. Take responsibility and make sure that your clients take the time and build that into your process so that you know when you're showing up on the day, you're delivering exactly what they are expecting. Take responsibility for your process and know that anytime you have a disappointed bride, anytime you have a disappointed customer, come back and look at your process and ask yourself, Is there something in our process that can help prevent this from happening again? I have made so many amazing discoveries in how to refine our process because complaints open my eyes to where I've dropped the ball. Complaints open my eyes to make me really understand what it's like to be a bride in her shoes navigating the situation. She may not have actually looked at the color guide. She may not have triple checked the number of quantities on the quotes of all the items that we're delivering. So one of the things that we did was we actually put in what we called a pre-event catch up. In other instances, we internally would refer to it as a pre-production meeting, but literally got on the phone, got on Zoom with our clients and said, hey, here's the color palette. Here's how this is going to go down. Does this still feel right to you? Let us go through in all of the meticulous detail, live, in person, and talk about the quantities of everything. And let's finalize all the delivery details. My friends, it's a 20-minute discussion with your clients, but it saves so much headache. And we put that into action the minute that we learned that we had fucked up. And it's so amazing to step into that power position and decide and embrace the fact that my process needs to be improved so that this experience is never gone through again. 
And the same thing, right? Anytime you receive a complaint, if you're doing daily flower deliveries, if somebody says, this isn't what I ordered, or this isn't as big as I thought it would be, or I was expecting it to be A, B, or C, or I was thinking this, right? They're actually helping you out because they're giving you exactly the feedback you need to make your customer service better. They're pointing out to you exactly where the misunderstanding is happening. It's like having access to most amazing research facility because literally your clients are telling you, I thought this was going to be, you know, three times bigger. You don't need to sit there and take that as a personal attack. Instead, you can decide, hey, this is an amazing opportunity for me to figure out how I better communicate on my website, through my online catalog, the size of the arrangements that I deliver. Friends, your client feedback and your client customers are phenomenal, very focused pieces of insight that you can use to make your customer service better. It doesn't need to mean that you're not good at your job. A customer complaint doesn't mean to mean that you're not legitimate, that you're not capable, that you're not qualified in this industry. A customer complaint is an opportunity. A customer complaint is a phenomenal chance for you to make your customer service and your communication even better. Your brain is going to want to make it mean that you're not good enough. Your brain is going to make it want to mean that somebody doesn't like you. Your brain is going to want to make it mean something bad and something negative. And that is the brain and that is how you are human and this is what we need to learn to navigate. It doesn't need to mean any of that. It gets to mean whatever you want to make it mean. I like to think that a customer complaint is an amazing opportunity to get into the head of your customer. A customer complaint is an amazing opportunity for you to level up your customer service. A customer complaint is an amazing opportunity for you to go back and refine your ordering process to help educate and communicate even better to your clients what it is that you offer. Take responsibility and understand that you can do something with a customer complaint. You can take action from a customer complaint. It doesn't need to paralyze you. It doesn't need to be evidence for the fact that you're not good enough. You can use it as an opportunity for improvement and ask yourself from the content supplied in this customer complaint, what can I do to prevent this from ever happening again? Rely on your process to address the issue. Do not assume that your customer complaint means that you're not capable. Do not assume that your customer complaint means that you're a bad designer. Do not assume that your customer complaint means that you are not offering a valuable service to the world. I am on a fucking mission because this industry is so closed-lipped about everything, including navigating customer complaints, so that we assume when we receive a customer complaint that we are doing something wrong. We assume that when we're receiving a customer complaint, that means that we're not good enough. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that your process has let you down. It means that your process has a hole in it. It means that somewhere in the communication with your clients, something's missing. 
I think customer complaints are an amazing opportunity to level up your business. It doesn't need to be anything other than feedback from your client. Your brain wants to add all of this drama to it. It doesn't need to be there. At the end of the day, what happens is either they send an email or they call or they walk into the shop and say, oh, hey, this is what happened. This is what I was expecting. Here's some information, right? They're just telling you a story. They're just literally speaking words to you. It's your brain that then adds this layer of meaning on to the entire thing. It doesn't need to mean that you're not good enough. It's simply an opportunity for you to level up your communication. It's simply an opportunity for you to understand where the holes are in your process. So a couple of very functional things to think about. First, first thing I want you to know is to make sure you sit down and have a very clear process. Guiding principles that we had were within 48 hours, no questions asked, we'll provide you with a replacement bouquet. Second thing is, anytime somebody emailed us, sent us a message on Facebook, DM'd us on Instagram, anytime that it was a message from the generic anonymous place of the internet, we asked them to ring us at the shop. We said, please call us and we're more than happy to work through a solution. We do not engage in conversations about complaints via email. We do not engage about customer complaints on forums, messenger, DM. Customer complaints require human conversations because in so many instances, you're probably not even going to have to do anything if you actually talk to them give them airtime. Most of the time, in my experience, I found that people who emailed, people who sent us a message on Facebook Messenger did not have the balls to actually call. And if you don't have the balls to actually call and talk to a human being and explain to me what went wrong, where we let you down, then I ain't gonna do shit for you. Because if you don't have enough respect for yourself and enough respect for me to have an actual conversation and treat this like an adult, why should I do anything and go out of my way to help you? Mm -mm. So the first thing is I will tell you to get your clients to ring you. And I know you're going to feel really scared and you're not going to want to answer the phone. Take a deep breath. Put your big girl pants on. Let's go. You can do this. They are not going to threaten your life. Your brain is going to have a hissy fit and tell you that you're going to die and you don't want to do this, but I will tell you to embrace the discomfort. This is an opportunity for you to improve your business. This is not a personal attack. So do not engage with customer complaints online. Ask them to ring you. And when they ring you, know that your job, number one, is to just hear them out. Job number two is to find a resolution. Sometimes that might require you giving them back the money. Many times it won't. Sometimes you won't have to do anything other than just hear them out. Sometimes you can say, I'm going to give you a replacement bouquet. Here's what we're going to do. Sometimes you can give them the money back. But knowing that you've written out a plan, you have a plan in front of you that is structured. It's like a corporate policy for navigating customer complaints. That's what I want you to name your Google Doc, Corporate Policy for Navigating Customer Complaints. 
so that when a customer does complain, you have a plan. Get them to phone you, come to a resolution. Do not debate with them, do not argue with them, do not try and win the day. Your job is to make the problem go away. That's all you need to do. And then once you've navigated the customer complaint, sit down and ask yourself, what can you do from a process or a communication point of view to prevent this from happening again? Take responsibility. Understand that you can make process improvements to prevent this from happening again. And my friends, your customer complaints don't need to mean anything other than an opportunity for you to improve your process. So wrapping it all up, insight number one, customer complaints happen. Isn't that revolutionary? What a fucking phenomenal piece of information to share. Customer complaints happen. You are going to receive more customer complaints the bigger your business gets. Navigating customer complaints is simply a skill set for you to acquire. Number two, make sure you have a corporate policy in place for how to navigate customer complaints. Write it out. Write it down and understand that you have a process for how it's going to be handled so that when you receive a customer complaint, you know that you can just put yourself directly into action. Sometimes you're going to have to give money back. Sometimes all you need to do is be a sounding board. Sometimes it's all about a replacement bouquet. You can cut through all the drama and all the storytelling around it and all the whinging and all of the complaining and just take action so that you can put your energy into things that are more beneficial for your business. The last tip, I, there's two more. After the fact, after you've navigated the process, ask yourself, how can you prevent this from happening again? Is this a process-based issue that you can put another step in the process? You can communicate something better. You can be more upfront, more obnoxiously amazing and organized in terms of your communication with your clients so that you prevent this from happening again. How can you implement and level up your process to make sure that your customer understands what it is that they are buying. And last but not least, you get to decide what you want to make the customer complaint mean. Do not assume that it needs to be evidence for the fact that you're not good enough. Stop telling yourself that it's the perfect example of why you're not qualified to do this job. And start telling yourself that a customer complaint is the perfect opportunity to shine the light on where the hole is in your process. My friends, customer complaints are part of our business. I don't care what part of floristry you operate in, you're going to be navigating a customer complaint at some point in time. The more work you take on, the more complaints you're going to be navigating. And they can be a fun game to help you unpack and make your business and your processes better. One of the things I know for certain though is that when you receive a customer complaint and it shoots you right in the heart and you feel like you're short of breath and you wanna go into the cool room and cry and you wanna go home and drink all of the wine, that is a very good sign that you care about your business. You want your customers to be satisfied. You are driven to bring joy and love to this world. 
That's an amazing, amazing position to be in. The minute that you stop caring about what your customers think and the minute that a customer complaints just doesn't even ping you in the heart, it's probably a good sign that you should probably find another career because it might mean that you have a heart of stone. My friends, one of the things in terms of navigating customer complaints is that you will feel like you are the one and the only one who's navigating this on your own. If you want my help, if you want to know that you are not the only one who is struggling to make money as a floral designer, then sign up for my one-on-one business masterclass because you get to connect with the most beautiful collection of floral designers from all around the world. These women are fucking amazing and they are making so many strides, making so much progress in their own mindset, which is then steamrolling them into like making a crap ton of money and it's so fun to watch. I want you to know that you do not need to struggle all by yourself. You do not need to sit there and try and figure out how to do it all on your own. You can speed up your progress and I can help. Sign up for my one-on-one business masterclass and get all of my online teachings and trainings. Get your website sorted. Understand how to show up on Instagram with confidence. We'll get your pricing sorted. We'll start to unpack the limiting beliefs that you have. And I can guarantee you it's way more fun than you think. Because you got into this industry because flowers are fun. And I am here to help make it simple for you and I want you to know that hanging out with all of these other flower fairies and unpacking and understanding how much fun it can be to make money as a floral designer is like nothing you've experienced before. My friends, if you want to sign up for my one-on-one program, click the link in the show notes and submit your application and let's get to work. This is so good. Cannot wait to connect with you and my friends. Have a beautiful week. If you receive a customer complaint, know that you are very well armed to navigate the situation. It is an opportunity for you to level up your business. Let's go. Okay, people, have the most amazing week. I will talk to you next week. Sending you all the love and joy. Take care of yourself. Eat your vegetables. Drink more water. Get some sleep. Let's go. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.